Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast and another of our excellent conversations recorded live at MIPIM 2023 in Cannes. This conversation is led by Real Estate Balance Managing Director Sue Brown, who is in conversation with Chair of Pathways to Property and Head of Operational Capital Markets at Collier's Paddy Allen about real estate's quest for a diverse and inclusive sector. Listen in to find out more about where we are as a sector, how we shouldn't beat ourselves up too much and how we need to create bigger platforms and safer places for role models to be and showcase who they really are. It's a fascinating and tip-filled 25-minute listen. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, My name's Sue Brown. I'm the Managing Director of Real Estate Balance, which is an organisation which is committed to getting more senior women more people of colour and more people from working class backgrounds into the property industry. Um, This is the first of a couple of diversity and inclusion events that we're going to, that EG are going to be doing in this pavilion uh, at MIPIM this week. So thanks very much for having us. And I'm I'm, I'm actually going to be interviewing um, Paddy Allen, who is Head of Operational Capital Markets at Collier's and is also Chair of Pathways to Property. And I think he will tell you a lot more about Pathways to Property as we go through. Anyway, Paddy, um, first of all, can you please share some brief thoughts on where you think we are as an industry on d and I mean, not good headlines there, but tell me where you think we are currently. Yeah, well, thanks, and thanks for everyone for coming. Um, where we are as an industry is, is we're much further forward than I think we probably think. Um, but there's still a lot more to be done. I, I'm, I'm very keen that we don't sort of whip ourselves and chastise ourselves on how terrible we are and all this kind of stuff because I don't think that's helpful. Um, but I also think it sort of nullifies the effect of all the really good work that's been going on for the last 10 or 15 years in the sector. Um, getting more representation and inclusivity in any industry is is generational. It's generational change. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, we're all learning about what we should be doing, what works, what doesn't work, how we measure it. You know, we live in a world now that is very data and analytical and, you know, we want quantitative results. And so, you know, we're trying to learn how we measure it, what are the right kind of benchmarks that we should be going through and all of these kind of things. But... I think we've made a hell of a lot of progress, but there's still a lot more to be done. Um, if we really want to make proper change, you know, we need to see more representation and inclusivity at decision-making level. But the, the challenge is, and I remember reading a report, I think it was from one of the big four, probably about 15 years ago, that said, right, you know, at board level, we're going to make sure we're 50-50 on gender, we're 50-50 on, um, you know, kind of non-white, white. And I was like, brilliant, that's great where are these people going to come from? You know, it's not like they sort of exist in the industry there for us to go and pick, you know. So actually we had to go, and this is kind of the evolution of how Pathways to Property came around, is we need to go right back to the start and look at pipeline and how we bring people into the industry um, and how we nurture and grow those people so that, you know, actually in 20 years' time, those are the people sitting around the boardroom table, you know, with their perspectives and their views and, and representing you know, their, their opinions and how they see life. Um, so it's all well and good setting those targets at that point, but actually the reality of it is we've needed to kind of nurture the pipeline. So 
you know, if I look at what we've done through Pathways and I look at Colliers and other businesses around, around the industry, I think we've made great strides. Um, the number of young people now coming in from different backgrounds is fantastic. I think the challenge for us now is even greater, is to make sure that those young people that stay. we've nurtured, they, yeah, they stay, they don't go, they don't leave, they don't feel like they're hitting a, um, a ceiling or they don't belong or they're not, they're not represented. Um, that's, the real, that's the real challenge I think we now face sort of, you know, we're in the industry. But we've done all the hard work, you know, now we need to, we need to make sure that the, the seeds we've sown are sort of really growing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I agree. We've done a lot of hard work. Still a long way to go, isn't there? Um, let's talk about stuff that you're doing at Colliers then. So the gender pay gap at Colliers is slowly coming down and you're voluntarily joining other forward-thinking companies in publishing your ethnicity pay gap. And Colliers is also recruiting more women and getting more applications from people with ethnic minor minority backgrounds. Can you please speak about what's going on right now at Colliers and also where you think you need to be going further in the areas of gender and ethnicity? Yeah, I think, you know, we've taken the view at Colliers that we want to be as transparent as we can on things. I think it's really important that we, you know, we say to our, to our own um, people and our own clients and to the market, you know, this is where we are and this is what we want to do and this is where we want to go. You know, we, we published our gender pay gap report early. Um, I think we, and we think we were the third in the industry to, to do that. But we, again, we wanted to, it wasn't about sort of saying, well, we'll do it when we have to do it. We'll do it because we want to do it and because it's important and it's, it's really important to make sure we're, we're setting ourselves the sort of challenges. I think one of the things, I mean, I've been with the business now two years. Um, what I would say about how we've grown the business, not just in the area I, I work in, but in others, is we look, at, we look at recruitment through a kind of values lens rather than a kind of technical lens. So when we break down the kind of skills that we need and we break down the kind of values we want in the business, sort of automatically we start to open up a different kind of talent pool and we start to look at people through a different lens and we start to sit there and think, actually, do you know what we do want? these people within our business. Um, and ordinarily, they might not have come through because if we were looking at it from what university did they go to, what background did they come from, all of these kind of things, then they might not have you know, come through the, the, the process. But actually, when we look at it on what are their values, what are their perspectives, what do they really bring to the table, it becomes quite, you get that the, the diversity and inclusion and representation within the business kind of happens because you're looking at it through, you're not having to force it. And I think we've really tried to focus, focus on that. And, yeah, we've made it, yeah, from the gen gender um, sort of equality perspective, we've made it much easier for women to return to work. Um, you know, I think y we, we've recruited a director in our team who's um, had her first baby, came back from maternity leave, and we've made it incredibly flexible for her to come back and, uh, and work four days if she needs to, or, you know, work from home. Bec and I, I sit there and I sometimes joke, I say, I, I say we, get, we probably get more... Um, more kind of uh, out of, of her than we do kind of maybe a graduate who's sitting there for five days, you know, completing the BBC website. Because we've, we've really, we, we invest in our people and we say, look, you know, it's not about sitting here from nine to five and just turning up and presenteeism. It's about, you know, do you want to do this job? And, you know, what do you want to bring to it? And, you know, we as a business, you know, we, we don't sell anything tangible. That don't sell these glasses, these bottles. You know, we sell our people and our services yeah. and our knowledge. And so if our people feel like they are part of what we're trying to build and they feel valued within that, then I think they're just going to be much better at their job. 
um, and the services that we that we deliver. And ultimately, look, we're problem solvers, and problem solvers. There's loads of studies been done out there. You know, problem solving is much more efficient when you get people from a diverse group background yeah. rather than. You know, the, the, the analogy I keep on using is if, you take, go, if you've got chest pains and you go to a heart surgeon, he'll diagnose a heart problem. But it might be your lungs or your, you know, your ribs or something else. And I think having people who from a diverse, more diverse and representative kind of skill set makes such a difference. Yeah, I think that's a great, um, a great analogy. I will be using that, Paddy. I think it's absolutely <laughs> great. Right, um, as chair of Pathways to Property, I know that enthusing the next generation of property professionals is a passion of yours. So what more should the industry be doing to widen our talent pool? And I'm especially interested in your thoughts in the context of social mobility and people from less privileged backgrounds. Um, I think, I'm not, I hope that everyone in this room knows what Pathways to Property is, but I, it might be worth you just taking a couple of minutes yeah. to explain it. No, absolutely. So Pathways um, was set up about 10 years ago, um, and our main focus is a summer school that we run for 100 young people every year, um, facilitated by the, the University of Reading, um, where we get um, people from backgrounds, that a, a wide range of backgrounds, but typically um, kids who are eligible for free school meals, parents who haven't been to university, parents who don't work in the industry. And we get quite a wide mix. It tends to be 50-50 gender balance. You know, it tends to be 50-50 white, non-white. Um, but it, it's a very socially um, diverse group as well. And over the years, <coughs> we've, we've probably put 1,000 uh, kids through that um, summer school. They get a three-day residential um, stay at the university. They get taught about the industry. We teach them a lot more soft skills. In fact, when we first started doing it, it was all about what is real estate. Now it's what is it like to, to be a professional. And I think that's been really important, a really important shift. Um, we try and make sure there are no barriers. And it's all about pathways. We don't try and say you've now got to go and study at Reading. We say you can study anywhere. You could do an apprenticeship. You can do work experience. You can do whatever you need. We offer full financial bursaries for anyone who wants to go and study at any university uh, in the UK and study on a real estate, a real estate course. We offer mentoring um, and events. And so the whole 360, really, around making sure that we're building that pipeline. You know, in terms of the stats, as like I said, we've, we've, we've done 10 summer schools now, brought 1,000 uh, kids through that. We've engaged with probably about 20,000, um, and we want, to do, we want to really do more. And about 24% of those thousands that have come through are now either working or studying in the industry. So I think that, you know, for us, that's, you know, it's taken 10 years to get there, and I really want to kind of accelerate that. But that's a great kind of stat that I think we're doing the right thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think path, when I first heard about Pathways Property, I was completely overwhelmed by it. It's a, a really great thing, isn't it? And um, hopefully it stops people, you know, bright kids going into law or medicine or accountancy. Yeah. Well, I think they all think they can earn a good few bob, but they can earn a good few bob in property as well. This is it. And I think, I think you know, just going back to your, your first question about what more we can do, I think as an industry we probably haven't sold what we do yeah, no. in a manner that um, people understand. We, we haven't really made it attractive or opened it up. And, and it's not because we've been hiding it. I just don't think we've ever thought about doing it. And, you know, the reality is, is, you know, it's, it, there's a perception thing. You know, when we go out and we talk to people in schools, it's normally their parents. They'll go, you know, the, the kids will go, oh, I want to go and look at a career in real estate. And they say, what, you want to be Phil Spencer or, you yeah. know, or they, they think, they just think, right, you're either going to yeah. be an estate agent or, you know, a kind of slum landlord. And that's yeah. just not the case. You know, there are... There are millions of people working in the in the real estate sector, you know, in the UK, m ten times more in Europe and globally. So, 
you know, and it's so diverse, you know, and, and again, it's the language we use. I think we've tended to use language around being a surveyor or things like that. And again, that's just one oh, yeah. vertical yeah. within the within the space. So I think what's really important is the sort of thinking about the language we use, thinking about how we market ourselves and just getting more people out there to talk about what they do. What young people absolutely love is role models. Yeah. You know, they well. want to see people who look like them, sound like them, come from the same place as them. And I think we just need to, we need to build more, um, a build a, a bigger platform for more role models to be on and to showcase that actually they, they didn't know what they wanted to do at 18 or 17 or 16. I mean, who does really? I mean, I st I'm 38, I still don't know what I really <laughs> want to do. Um, but you know, th there's a home and you can, you can chop and change and there's so, I mean, I've, as somebody who's, finds it hard to focus at times, you know, the real estate industry has given me a fantastic career. You know, I, I've done so many different things. And that's the kind of message I want to get out, is that young people are not pigeonholing themselves by, by coming into the sector. Yeah, well, I think there's a whole a lot of us that have made our, 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 our career in the, in the real estate industry without being surveyors. But anyway, but what about staff retention? Um, I know you're starting to see cultural change through your Balancing Business programme. Are you able to speak about some of those? Yes, I mean... I think one of, the, one of the things we've noticed at Qualies is it's, it's all about kind of little and often rather than kind of big and um, infrequent. And Balancing Businesses is a group that we've set up across, across the businesses with representative, uh, uh, representatives from across the business. So there's about 35, 40 of us, I think, on the group that meet fairly regularly. And, and um, we represent all different parts of the business and all different parts of society. And we have different verticals within that as well, looking at gender, looking at disability, looking at LGBTQ+. So we make sure there's full representation. And it's not, for us, it's about conversation. It's about making sure that we provide a safe space, but also an encouraging space. You know, safety is one thing, but actually it, providing an encouraging space that people can feel free to talk about um, the issues that they might be facing or some of the um, conversations that they've had or are having. And that's really what Balance and Businesses do has done. You know, as, a, as opposed to saying, right, we're going to do this and, the, you know, all these big kind of headlines, we've just provided a real forum for... Um, our business to, to kind of go from leadership to, to the other end um, to make sure there's a conversation and feedback loops within the business so that you know, we are facilitating and representing an environment that is, represents our culture. You know, and our culture is a very open one and, and you know, it's a very inclusive one. And I think the easiest way to sell that is by the people that we employ. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's so. And then in turn, true, you get it? you get retention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah so. that's exactly right. Right, Collies is also in the position of being able to influence suppliers and clients on the value of DNI. So, what are you doing in this area of DNI and business relationships, please? So, I suppose it comes back to the values piece. Um, yeah, we've uh, certainly the business, the, the part of the business that I've been growing for the last few years, and, and the wider business. We're we're really looking at trying to align. Our client, ourselves with our with clients that have this with similar values, um, and we're we're trying to take the lead in terms of talking about that. So you know, one of the small changes we've made in our pitches and our pitch decks. You know, we now put a slide on our values and our but and our diver what we mean about that and what what making sure that we hold ourselves accountable. So that you know, if we're saying we're a diverse and inclusive business or a diverse and inclusive team, 
you will make sure that the people on the pitch <laughs> are actually because it's 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 amazing how you can sort of you, you know you turn one page and it's been taken out of the corporate brochure here we go and then the next page is like five people who all look the same um and so you know we we test ourselves all the time in that and i think what's interesting is uh, you know the way that we grow the businesses is not about being all things to all men all women all women um it's making sure that we kind of focusing on the the right people who share our values and we share those and building deeper relationships um and i certainly think in the way the markets are at the moment you know the last six to nine months deeper relationships are the ones that are you know it's not just about having loads of people you know it's about having the right people you know and being able to work together and influence that and that for me that starts with when people choose to do business with somebody whether it's us or whoever you often choose to do people who share your your values. Um, that's the first bit. You know, it's it's kind of a given that us and our competitive set can all do our job to a greater or lesser degree. But really, you know, it's do we actually sh are we good people? Are we honest? Are we have we got integrity? Have we got attention to detail? You know, are we do we understand what the our clients' businesses are looking for? And that's where we take the time to to kind of make a you know a concerted effort. Great, great stuff. And finally, although we're all aware that we're on a long road in terms of diversity in our industry and making it in truly inclusive for all, do you have any suggestions about how we can speed up that journey? <laughs> how long you got? Um, no, look, I, th I think, for me, I, I mentioned it before, I think it's all about little and often in conversation. You know, big gestures are great, but, you know, often... For me, the real real change comes through strong leadership, um, strong conversation, and consistency. You know, I, I sort of see that when I'm looking up when I bring up my children. You know, they my children look to me and my behaviours as to how they should act, and they look for a consistent approach. You know, they they don't look about how I might do something in one particular time. They look at have I done the same thing a hundred times over, and it's the same in business. You know, are we consistent with our behaviours? Do we do what we believe in and, and do our values sit deep? And, and, and are, we, are we standing up for those? You know, and I think you know, I've had challenges over the years and even now with slightly inappropriate conversations and it happens and it even happens in our business. And I think the important thing is, is that you know, we address that and we know what the right thing to say is, but we do it in a sensitive manner that people can learn. Um, and I think that's the key thing is making sure that nobody feels ostracized Nobody feels like they're being um, kind of pulled out and made an example of, but it's a, we're creating a learning environment. And so I, I think that's really important. And, and I want to, I think we see it now at exec level. We now need to see it at the level below. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the bit where yeah. we're really at, is that we need to see it at middle management now. And I think you know, middle managers in, in any business are really stuck at the moment because they sort of see they feel slightly threatened by the kind of talent pool coming up. They're sort of being told to do something by the exec and they're like, Christ, what do I, what do, I yeah. do now? And so I think it's making sure that we support those, those people um, to, to make sure that they can, they can get what they want out of their careers and their client relationships or whatever they're trying to do, but also that they can kind of feel that they can embrace more inclusivity and they don't have to kind of, you know, keep it all... All, all in like that. So that's one of the, I think that's the biggest challenge we have at the moment. But I also just want to see more, more role models. I want to see more people coming out and feeling, um, feeling comfortable that they can talk about their journey, where they're from, you know, who they are. Um, because 
that's the bit that makes the biggest impact on young people. It's not the technical stuff. It's not no. the it's not the kind of insight days opening up your doors. They they're all good, and we we will continue to do those. But it's it's meeting people and having conversations with people and going. You remind, you're a bit like me, or I like you, and I'd like to be like you. That's 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 the bit, and we need m we need more people willing to put themselves out there and and do that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, thanks to EG for actually having this conversation at MIPIM, where you know, I mean, certainly I've been coming to MIPIM ever since it started, and it's fair to say that five years ago we wouldn't have had this conversation. Ten years ago, I mean, when we actually first started MIPIM, which was in 1990, you can't even begin to think that we'd start having this conversation. But there you are. Right, we've actually got a few minutes um, just for questions. If anyone's got any, please. Hello there. My name is Sean Riley. I'm the head head of economic development to Richhaven District Council. Which is bizarre, really, because I started out life as a greengrocer, and 20 years ago I met Sue and Tony, and here I am now trying to build a, uh, a, a team at, in a rural, middle-class part of, part of England. We do um, gender-blind, age-blind, name-blind recruitment to try and make sure uh, that we, uh, as, we're as open as we possibly can be in terms of diversity but because of where we are end up attracting the same sorts of people all the time and as it happens um, uh, most of my team um, are women which is which is great but you know, in terms of other other um, other areas we could draw from uh, we're just not getting out there and, and you're talking about raising the profile and I just was wondering how the public sector could work with you guys to try and raise the profile of the opportunities that we, that we have to offer, so that we we can also start to sort of pull from 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 that wider pool as well of talent. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of industry agnostic, to be honest with you, when it comes to a lot of these things. I, I think a lot, a lot of the, I mean, government has a has a huge, <laughs> a similar issue to, to real estate. I think, I think it, it, it for me, it, is, it comes back to the role models piece, um, and it, it's it's. It's fairly, it's not simple, but it is, it's not overly convoluted. I think if we can get people from different backgrounds to go into their communities and showcase what they do with their families, their friends and their networks, I think you then, it then starts to kind of, um, you then start to see some level of change. Um, I think you do, there's the test that people do of, you know, you're, you're the, you're the, I think it's, was it, you're, you're the mirror of the, f the five people in your phone who you phone the most. Um, and I think it was Dame Sharon White, who's the chairwoman of um, John Lewis, who put an article and said, everyone should just check themselves. Check the five people in your phone you speak to the most. And are they, are they a diverse and inclusive, or are they, are they a diverse bunch? And it's quite an interesting <laughs> test to do. And I did it. And I was like, I, you know, I was like, well, actually, this is really quite harrowing. <laughs> you know, because, you know, but it's, it's, it's about starting at home, a lot of things. And I think you know, starting with those with the communities and the families, and giving people the tools, and I think that's what we've we've tried to do with Pathways, and what we realised is we had a lot of conversation, and then we we realised one of the barriers was that people didn't have the tools, um, so we created a toolkit for people to go and have those conversations, whether that's physical collateral, whether that's virtual media, um, whether that's conversation starters or just events that people can turn up to that are very um, open. You know, that's that's where we sort of started with it. So look. Very, very happy to have a conversation and see what we can do. 
Yeah, and just to give, I mean, certainly at Real Estate Balance, we have Cabinet Office and Homes England in membership, but I'll talk to you afterwards, Sean. Just one more question I think we can take. Chief Marketing Officer for Colliers in, in EMEA. My name's Cassie, so I won't, I won't ask a question about Colliers, but I will ask a question about uh, the Pathways piece as well. Um, in today's environment, post-COVID work environment, um, where digital working is, of course, so much more prevalent, um, are there any issues in terms of inclusivity that you're noticing through those that are coming through the Pathways programme about how to be inclusive in a workplace, in a workplace culture and environment in what is now hybrid rather than always in a workplace and, and what their expectations are? Yeah, it's uh, one of the things when we when we did the summer school uh, in. So I took over the pathways in the chairmanship in 2020, and the first thing I had to do was call a extraordinary <laughs> meeting of the board to work out right. What, how do we we have an in-person summer school, and now we're going to have to go fully fully digital, and we did that, and it was amazing. The we never saw a drop off in um, you know in kind of interaction. Um, and now we we're now what we're doing is facilitating a hybrid one where we do we do a an in-person one and we do a hybrid one. What is fascinating about the young people that come through our um, come through the, the the summer school every year and all the young people we engage with is just the level of their maturity and the level of their adaptability and the ability for them to make people even on an online environment to actually be aware of others. It's it's brilliant, you know and. The, they're incredibly socially aware, you know, um, especially um, especially kids who are very driven, you know, very academically smart and driven. You know, they're very, very aware. And, you know, it, it comes back to us looking at skills and values and things like that. Too, too many times we try to look at it through a technical lens, but actually these are the things when you're interviewing people and you want people within your business, you want those people who are super aware that somebody might be feeling left out on a screen or somebody's got their camera off. Um, and why is that? You know, how do we how do we make them rather than kind of making you know embarrassing them and go, "Why's your camera off?" You know, actually understanding right. Well, how do we approach that? How do we get them involved in the conversation? Because that's been the biggest. You know, talking to teachers, that's one of the biggest challenges. Is that a lot of kids do feel very. We've put cameras in their homes. Yeah, mental health is a huge uh, issue that we're you know we're all having to to deal with now. We're a lot more aware of it, and. Um, We've now put pack, uh, cameras into kids' homes who have, you know, body issues or mental health issues or what have you. So we need to be very aware of all of that. But I've al I'm always, always, always heartened and surprised by the level of consideration and warmth that young people have to each other in an environment where they're all very, very ambitious. And so, you know, I always say that our pathways, summer schools, I always come away and we've had we have chief execs come and go, right, I'm definitely, can I come back next year? And they think, oh, I haven't really got time for this, it's a day out. And then they come and they go, right, yeah. whatever they've got, how do we bottle that yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sell it to our to us? Because that's the, that's the kind of human, you know, um, human skills that we, we want within our business. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop it here because I think otherwise we'll get told off by EG. So um, thanks, Paddy. That's been absolutely incredible this morning. Thanks for coming. And um, we're going to be doing quite a lot on DNI. We've got another session at five o'clock today. Uh, but thank you all for coming. Bye. Thank you.